0: Welcome back to the Dozen Podcast, and today we have got Chazza Real Talk, Chaz Simmons. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, mate. And I really mean that because I know that you've set up a new business, and you're double busy. The phone is off the hook since you've been here. We've trained together. You're responding to your to your business calls. You're active. You're proactive. You're reactive. So I know what it's like running a business and time is precious. And also, you know, there's just not enough hours in the day. So the fact you've took the time to come out, spend the day with me, I'm delighted. And it's also, I feel from following you over the years, that it's come at a real nice time because you settled down with a nice woman. You've got a baby on the way. You've set up a new business. I've seen first hand that the phone is off the hook. So it's you're obviously doing well. So I feel this is a good time to, to get right into not so much Chaz of Real Talk, but get into the man behind the man, mankini. I want to find out about Chaz Simmons. And I know that people that have followed you for years will be blown away by who you are behind the scenes, beyond the Snapchat, beyond the Instagram, beyond the Facebook, the actual core of you. And I know there's just so much more, so much more to, to, the, to the madness that you bring and the joy and the entertainment and the pleasure. I've watched you for years. I thoroughly enjoy her. I feel like there's, there's a good connection between you and your audience. I'm a fan. So tell me, right back before where we are now, I've just rattled off. Things are great. But things haven't always been that great, have they? No. So if we was to go back to where you're from, just to get an understanding because it's not a million miles from me and mm-hmm. I know that it's, it's a rough and ready area. So where were you
1: born? I was born in Croydon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm from a little council estate. Um, been there all my life. Um, lived in my nan's house.
0: What, what is the council estate? What's it called?
1: Stroud Green.
0: Stroud Green. Stroud Green. So anyone from Croydon will know Stroud Green.
1: Opposite Ashburn Park. You might have seen that on the news. It was on ITV news. Um, young kid got killed, murdered there. Um, obviously, there's gangs and that now. nowadays. Mm. There's always been gangs, but not to the extent of what it is today, you know? Um. Yeah, it's not nice. It's
0: not nice. The violence has levelled up beyond belief. Like back in our day, I mean, we're similar age and we'll go into your, your boxing career. You're a professional boxer. You're now training for a, a bare knuckle fight. And another thing that I admire about you, you've sort of carried on the tradition of the tradition of settling a score with your hands. Because nowadays you're talking about the gangs. Everyone's out talled up. They're not happy if, unless they put a shank in you and they can do it for as little as just earning your stripes, crossing the wrong road, entering somebody else's postcode, owing them a tenner for a epoxy bag of weed because you've got to prove a point. And Croydon is like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a war zone. But I'm sure it was still very rough and ready when you're growing up because there was you know, a lot of heavy duty uh, geezers around there. So you grew up on the, on the council estate. And how long was you living on that council estate?
1: Lived here all my life. I've only just got off uh, six months. I've been out. Wow. So uh, I was the last one standing. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's my roots. I enjoyed it. It's, what I, it's, it's the only thing I knew. And obviously, like we were saying earlier, I let people inspire me, you know. Um, and everyone wants more. But that's cool if you don't. If you're content with where you're at and what you've got, I'm happy for you. But deep down, I always wanted more. Um, and I always wanted to get out and I wanted to go on the other side, as, as they say, you know, I, I didn't want to be scratching about and trying to get a tenner to eat this week. And yeah, I, I had in my head oh, to the end. To the to the last seven years, six years, six to seven years, I won out. So even from
0: a young age, like as a as a child growing up in this estate, did you did you have it embedded in your brain that this is this is a temporary measure and I will I will get out of the of the council estate eventually? Is that was that is that sort
1: of No.
0: Is it just come of a later age?
1: Come of a yeah, come later age. But you know when you're growing up and. You 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 don't I might be different, but I never thought there was anything different. I thought this was me. I'm born here, I'm gonna stay here. This is me. Um, you know, alcohol Pete down the road walking up with a bottle of cider and you're younger, you're all oh, right, Pete. You got crackhead Dave in the stairwell. You know, this is I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know where where I was gonna end up or what I was gonna do.
0: So to paint a picture, the estate that you're from, they're, they're tower blocks, tower block flats with stairwells yep. where you've got crackheads and, and junkies that you've got to walk past and, and step over to get to your front door. I'm just so I can paint the picture in yeah. my head. That's, that's how it is. That's
1: where I was. Um, I was in the tower block for a few years. Um, was in a house first with me, mum and dad and that. They moved away and they, they got out. Even they got out, and I was still left there. I was—I the, was literally the last one standing.
0: You loved it deep down.
1: I did love it. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I you know, and the people say to me, "Why'd you go back there now?" And I've only been gone six months. Once a month, I go back there, drive through the estate, and I'll see Caroline and all the all the little junkies sitting in the front garden with a beer, and I'll stop and I go, "What's happening?" Everyone's sweet now, like yeah, chazza I don't know why I go back, but it's just nice to go back. And I'm very old fashioned. Um I'm very my dad's taught me manners. Um that respect your elders. I'm very old fashioned and I never forget where I'm from and I never forget the struggles I go I've been through.
0: Well, you strike me as a sort of guy that gives equal measures of respect to the cleaner as you would the CEO of a multi-million pound organisation. That's what I get from you. Working class, everyone's a human being. If you earn respect, I don't care who you are, what you do, I'm going to give it to you. And that's a hell of a trait to have because not everyone's like that. People look down their nose at other people if they're not, you know, a social status they'd like to be in. A lot of people are invisible. In this day and age, unless you're unless you're a somebody you're flaunting yourself on instagram taking pictures that aren't really fucking real putting on a fake smile you know being the clown you're invisible people are invisible now and the whole point of these these conversations are for people that watch it to sort of feel like they're visible again because they're not on their own because everyone has their trolls and their ups and downs and their highs and lows and their traumas which we're obviously get, we're going to touch base on throughout this, and then you know, like I said, at the moment you, you're you're in in a great place. So going back to the to the estate you grew up with your mum and your dad, and then and they left and you stayed, and there was a tower block, so you having to hop over junkies to get to your front door for a, a moment in time. Was there was there violence? Was you was you a fighting man? Was you a fighting boy, or did you grow into a fighting man because you had to? How did the how did the fighting become about? Because people need to remember. The people that have seen you scaffolding in a mankini, having a laugh and a joke, to put smiles on people's faces, you're actually a very serious individual. You don't become a professional boxer by being a clown. You become a professional boxer because you're professional. And that comes with diet, regime, routine, discipline, everything that goes with it. Sacrifices. You can't go out for long weekends with your friends. You can't just nip off to Ibiza to have a little bit of fun. You have to turn down stag dudes because you're a professional individual and you mean business. How did you become a fighting man?
1: I got bullied when I was a kid. On the estate? On the estate. Um, Yeah, two brothers. Um, Two brothers, and I remember that. They, I can't really remember now. Whatever it, ah, oh, I was wearing my dad's dealer boots to school. They used to take the, take the Mickey, um, flip a foot, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they both bashed me up. Why did they call you flip a foot? Because I used to wear my dad's dealer boots to school, struggling.
0: Uh, and they were too big for your feet? Yeah. Right, okay. Noticeably too big for your yeah, feet.
1: Yeah, of course, size nines. Um, but that is the struggles we used to go through as growing up, and you know you get this on on the estates, and people push you how much they can go, and yeah, we we had we had a go, and they they both beat me up, and I went home crying, and my mum me having my mum put me in the in the motor, and she went, "Bum, let's go round there." And we drove around there. She went, get out of the car, take the bat, knock on the door. Knocked on the door. Mum answered, damn, Mum. I didn't want to do it. I was still petrified, was still scared. I'd just been beaten up. And I thought, right.
0: By, by two brothers, lads.
1: Two brothers.
0: Two brothers. And, and brothers stick together through thick and thin, so they, they're probably going in full pelt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a good, good shoe in. And I said, I, I, I want it one, one, one on one. Obviously, I had the bat just in case they both come running out. I don't know why I had the bat. I don't know what I was going to do with the bat. That's just me and Mum. Oh, you turned up with a weapon? Yeah, with a baseball bat because I just got done by two of them. So hmm. my Mum gave me the bat, and she began knocking on the door and doing them.
0: And in your and in your head, what did you envisage doing if they opened the door? And
1: well, I don't really know. I, I was, I was very. Um, I do whatever my Mum says. I love my Mum to death, you know.
0: Did she yeah. tell you to do them with a bat?
1: Yeah. Oh, nice. she give me the bat. And she <laughs> me the door and door. You know, they both just done me. So she went, that, that weren't fair in her eyes. So she said, no, you take the bat and go and do them. Well, obviously the mum's answered the door and she just said, what are you doing? I said, your two boys have just done me. I said, I want them out here. And then one thing that another, I can't remember, it worked really years ago. And she gave me a leaflet. She went, take that back to your mum. And she gave me the leaflet. And it was a boxing club, South Northern Victory. And uh, I give it to my mum. She went, wow. And I said, the mum said, I'm off my head. And she give me a leaflet. She, my mum took the leaflet. She went, you want to go? I said, what is it? she would be a boxing gym. I said, yeah, why not? Took me there. And the rest is history. That's when I started boxing.
0: Did you have a natural flair for boxing? Or did the, you did it take a little while to get your coordination?
1: sorry. Sorry. The two brothers went to this boxing gym as well. Uh, they was there. They ended up quitting. I did bash them in the end um, when I was older.
0: So you never re- you met, man- because some, I mean, when, when I was a kid, there was some, because I'm from a council estate as well, Broadfields in Crawley. Mm. And I, you know, it was, day-to-day violence was a regular occurrence. It was standard procedure. And a lot of people that I would, I would fight with, for some reason, afterwards, there was a mutual respect, no matter how severe it got, but there was like a bit of a mutual respect. And I've become friends with a lot of people that I that I used to fight with. You just sort of finding your feet, working yourself out. You have a straight nerve whatever it is, whoever you know, win, lose or draw. There's something there that, that, that bonds two men that have gone to war. And we've we become friends after that. Was there anything remotely similar to that with you and these two brothers?
1: Yeah, we've become friends.
0: It, crazy how it works. So this older firm, they've nicked your laser pen. They've took you £2.50, which you could have (laughs) bought 25 Wham bars with back in the day, or 25 refresher bars. Those were the days. So who did you who did you have who was you angry with the most? The gang that robbed you or the gang that ran away and left (laughs) you to get robbed by the other gang?
1: Both. Both. Um But I'm very. It's true what they say, I'm a weirdo. I'm very um I don't let things like that go. It could be 20 years down the line. I'll still remember if you done me a wrong, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a waiter. You could do me a wrong, but one day, you're gonna get karma, or I'm gonna find you. As easy as that. The long game. It's the long game. You know, I knew I'd bump into him one day, and I was walking up the pub.
0: How long ago after was this?
1: Oh, this was yeah. years on. I, I was, I was 24 then. I was 24 then. He must. 24, he must've been near on 30. Yeah, 24, 25, he must've been about 29, probably. And he came walking down with a stone in his shoe. Yo, yo, what are you saying, Chaz? Obviously, I'd been boxing, so he knew that because the word on the estate, everyone talks, and I'm a little household name.
0: And how many years had you been boxing now? Three. Okay, so when you got robbed of the laser pen and the two pound 50, You hadn't been to the boxing gym yet, so you was you was robbed and bullied as a
1: yeah before
0: the boxing, and then you saw that the the
1: geezer. I I I just started boxing then. I just started boxing, and around about then. But yeah, I was still trying to find my feet. I was still young. and I look up to the the elders, and these were the little where you got a fear of. Watch them lot over there. They're proper naughty. Um, They sell ten bags of weed or whatnot. It's just what you do. Um, but, yeah, I I remembered it. And I'm walking to the pub in years to come now. And he's coming, walking down with a stone in the shoe. And he's like, yes, yes, Chaz. I am. I'm I? Like, yes, mate, a oh, long time no see. How you been? Yeah, man, you know me, you know me. I said, I've got to ask you, do you remember that day when we was younger? And I was on the roof with a laser pen. He's like, yeah, man, I took your laser pen. And I said, yeah, you robbed me and all. And he was like, ah, oh, good old days. I said, yeah, yeah, whack, whack, whack. And I, yeah, I knocked him spark out. <laughs> um, I did. I, I remember I started, I worked. Did you did, frisk him for your laser yeah, pen? No, I, I went I, when he was on the floor, <laughs> I started tapping his pockets, but I didn't have it in me to take anything. Oh, I should have robbed him, but I never, that ain't a bit in me. But I tapped, him, I tapped him down, but I left him. And he got up like, Bambi on ice, nice. And he was saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I just walked off and left him.
0: So knowing what it feels like to be – so outside of the – so the, you were bullied by the two brothers, yeah. which then led you to the boxing gym, yeah. which changed your, changed the, the path of your life completely. And then there was this other little firm that robbed you of your laser pen and your money, which it sounds funny when you look back and laugh yeah. at the time as a – as a, as a young lad and you've got a group of people that are demanding your belongings off you and they're instilling they're fear in, 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 still in you, enough fear for you to comply. Was there any other incidences other than that that you would deem as bull, being bullied when you was young?
1: You always get name-throwings and that, Liam, but, you know, I wasn't going to school in a pair of kickers and I weren't going to school in a round for rent. So, obviously, I'm going to get a name from him.
0: But that... So, they were the two physical bits of bullying. Yeah. And there was the other bullying that you were subject to was psychological and verbal. Of
1: course. You know, and, and i got to go back again. I'm sorry to keep going back. But, again, that's what I want people to understand. And they're probably older now, and they don't need to understand. But they should be teaching their kids this. Not everyone is as fortunate as you and your children. So, teach your children to show respect and be kind because not everybody might be as wealthy as you who's watching this parent because it's nice to give if you're wealthy. Listen, I've got a baby on the way and I'm working my ass off and I want to give my baby everything that I never had. Um, you know, I've got two other children as well, um, so I'm not going to forget them. They're always there. They've just found me.
0: So... Is your message, what you're saying here now, are you telling people that are watching this, do not allow your children to become bullies?
1: Do not allow your children to become bullies. Respect and be grateful with what they get. Be grateful because not everybody's in the same boat as a certain parent or human being out there, but we all bleed the same and we're all the same. Some people are more fortunate than others, you know, and... That kid doesn't deserve to get traumatized by bullying, hate speech, slap round the head because he can't afford a pair of kickers. Or he can't afford a chocolate donut. This is one, a chocolate donut at lunch, you know?
0: You you were subjected to bullying because you didn't have what other kids had. You had to grow up on a shoestring budget, so your shoes were too big for you, school dinners. You were probably getting less than what other kids were getting and you feel like you was you was victimized because you didn't have as much as what the other kids had.
1: Of course. Of course. That was at the start. So I'm not gonna, you know, later on my, my, my dad was a grafter. Um and everyone goes through hard times in life. Like the parents, it's not the children's fault. You know, don't get me wrong, I went on nice holidays and I had everything I wanted as a kid. Tell me about
0: tell me about your dad because I always see your dad on your videos and you have a good laugh with him and he's normally in the flat putting a roll up together and you have you call him Brian yeah. but you have a good laugh with him and he seems like he, he's a good crack he's either he's, he's either in the flat or he's around your sisters or he's he's down in the pub with you T- tell me tell me about your old man what's the what's the what's the what's the relationship between Brian. you and your dad because I'm he- always in, I'm always very very intrigued how. Like father-son relationships because mine was a so fucking hideous, and I love watching. I love watching parents get on with their kids and vice versa. It's nice to see. So, talk to me about your dad. Yeah,
1: my my, my dad's my world. He's one of my best mates, um, and I respect for what he's taught me. Respect your elders, you know. Be grateful for anything you get. Like I've just said in the previous, we were just talking. It's don't. Be grateful for everything, because not, not other people get what you get. And at the start, I didn't have that. Um, but, yeah, he, he just inspires me.
0: Because um, your mum was the one that told you to go around the brother's house that are bullying you of a baseball bat. So your mum pushed you to defend yourself by confronting these bullies, and your dad is your best
1: friend. My dad just sits there very quiet. So he let your mum take the lead? Yeah, he does. But, listen, if he has to, if he has to stand up, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want to go with him. I wouldn't want to go with him now at the age of 78.
0: Is that what he is? That's
1: what he is. And he smokes a patch of Bakke a day. He'll have his three Guinnesses and then he'll get on the run. Every night around foul. Old school. Old school. Yeah. Um, and o- he's, outliving most. And he's outliving them all. You know, he'll, uh, sorry, Dad, if you're watching this, he'll uh, wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> and he'll have an attack. He's got hemisemia. He's got all these stuff. He takes about 20, 20 pills a day. He pumps, machines. And he wakes up in the morning. My mum laughs. You ain't going to change him. She said, he'll wake up, can't breathe. She says, Oh, I think that's it. He's about to pop his clogs. She went and all of a sudden, he crawled to the bathroom. He put all his apparatus on. She walked in the bathroom. She go, Are you all right? He can't talk. He's got a mask and he got like that. And he'll take it off. he go in the front room. My mum would go in there, it's early hours in the morning. She'd go, you're right. Oh, fuck, mate, girl. That was a close one. I thought I was a goner. (laughs) She said, so did I. And then he gets a fag. (sighs) And you have a fag. (laughs) And she says, what are you doing? Oh, I need that. I need you to die. And marked up a fag. He'll
0: toast living another day with a snout.
1: But listen, you can't change them.
0: Oh, of course you can't. That
1: era's gone now. Never to return, yeah, mate.
0: No. Never to return.
1: The other Sunday, he's got his Dr. Martins on the table and he's polishing them with our boot polish. Nice. It just brings back... How high up this.
0: his shins did him, Dr. Martins, go? How, how, how much of a bother boot are
1: they? No, the old dealer boots, the orange dealer boots. Oh, the
0: dealer boots were like the, the bit of so, elastic down the yeah, side yeah, with yeah, with the clip at yeah. the back where you slide your foot in, yeah, like the Chelsea I boots. To... I, I got a pair of them. Yeah. I used to wear them on the door. I love them. Yeah, he So he still them. got them.
1: He's still got them.
0: Yeah, fair, um, play, fair play to him. So was you always... Was it, was it a father-son relationship when you were younger or were you always more like friends?
1: Yeah, I always... My dad was always out work my mum you know i love my mum a bit um she took me to the boxing she she kept me going she was my taxi driver and she gave me what i wanted what i needed Um, but yeah me and my dad just become friends hard it's hard you know i've always known i've always known the respect and I've always known my manners. Please and thank you cost nothing. You mm. know, be grateful for what you get. Respect your elders.
0: And your dad was the one that taught you these values. Yes. And have you got any brothers and sisters?
1: Yes, I've got.
0: I know you've got. I know you've got a sister, but other than your sister, I've never seen. I've never seen any other. Any other. Fa- yeah. fa- your dad and your sister, but I've not seen any other family members right, on, my, on, your, on your social media.
1: I've got my dad and my sister, Prue, Um, Then I got. Danny, um he's a grafter. Um and then I've got a load of half half brothers and sisters. Um I lost a brother at twenty seven years old to drugs. Um, he, he overdosed. What on? Heroin. Wow. And no one knew.
0: Um, no one, no one knew he had a habit?
1: No. You know. He, he went in prison, come out of prison, and yeah, here, and he, he died. And my dad had to pick him up for work in the morning, and my dad found him. Yeah.
0: So your your dad's son died at 27 from a, a heroin overdose, and no one knew that he that he had a, a heroin habit.
1: What can you do? I think some people had an incline, you know. What What did he go to jail for? I can't remember. I can't remember.
0: Because a lot of people go to jail. Fine, I, think it was fine, ah, I was going to say, because a lot of people go to jail because they've done something to fund their habit, which is normally a, a telltale sign something.
1: Apparently, he wasn't a little user, user, you know. He used to just have his score hit. But yeah, he obviously had been in prison for a little while, come out, and he's had an hit, and he's OD'd. Um,
0: and how old were you at the time?
1: Close, close. I was 14. Around sort of age fourteen.
0: Oh, see, so he was a fair bit older than you.
1: Yeah.
0: So you I'm assuming looked up to him, idolized him, and
1: he was, you know big brother he, father figure. Yeah, like apparently that like, I was exactly the same as him and I was his double So that's, that's um, another that's
0: another trauma then to, mm-hmm. to, to compound on top of the bullying. All around and it seems all around the same age you were subjected to something that was hard hitting and very hard to come back from. Of course. How'd you come how'd you come back from your from your big brother dying like that?
1: It's hard, it's hard.
0: Um, Was he into the boxing?
1: Loved his boxing. Uh, bit,
0: so he never he never got to see you go on to be a no. pro boxer? No. Wow, or maybe maybe he did. Who knows? Who knows? That's, Who we, knows? We, 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 we will never know. No. But that may have given you the fire in your belly knowing that your big brother loved boxing In his honour, to go on and push yourself beyond limits that most human beings aren't prepared to push themselves beyond, and end up becoming a professional fighter. Fair play. Thank
1: you, brother.
0: Okay, so you lost your brother at thirteen. You was bullied at thirteen. Your mum pushed you to address the bullies at thirteen. You then started boxing at thirteen, which I'm sure the gym then become your church. Of
1: course, I was a great yeah. Listen, I was a great amateur. I've become a great amateur, but my style never – they didn't like it in the amateurs in boxing. Um, I was a tough, ready, hustle, bustle, little chubby kid, and I used to go for the kill. Um,
0: you wanted to knock them out every time?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I fought the best people in the country. I knocked out England number one. Sorry, Lou, if you're watching, um, he's only just texted me on Instagram last week.
0: It's part of your tapestry.
1: Um, Yeah, you know. But yeah, I I boxed in, I won the schoolboys, won the nationals, got to the semi finals of the ABAs, boxed for London, and then I was boxing in the ABAs one year, and the England number one captain. And he was he was mustard, red hot. He um, I was boxing and I couldn't put a glove on him, so I grabbed him. I was the first ever amateur boxer to bite and I put my teeth in him. They the crowd kicked off. I remember trying to attack me, they had to put me in the changing room. It was only it was only what,
0: was that before 15? or was that before or after Mike Tyson done that to Evander Holyfield? I
1: can't remember. I don't know. It might have been before. I'm trying 15. to work out who
0: inspired who to do that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I was just, a, yeah.
0: You were just up for it and game.
1: I, I was getting beat. I had no way of beating this kid. I don't know what made me do it. I've done it. I ain't proud of it. It's not the sport it is. And you, you know, when you're young, you got a lot of demons in your head and you've got a lot of stress and you don't know whether you're coming or going and you're a lot of anger.
0: And how out, to out of, out of channel it. Cool. And how many amateur fights did you have?
1: I had... 51 or 52, I lost 12.
0: So you won the vast majority of them. Oh,
1: that's a great amateur. Um, And then a year later, I come off my suspension. is it goes on, it's true. And I've gone back in the ABAs. Suspension for what? For the bite. Okay, so
0: where did you bite him? On his ear? On his neck. Bit him on the neck, spat the gum shield out, bit him in the neck. So it was your teeth that sunk into him, not the gum shield. Suspended for a year. Yeah. And then you come back.
1: I come back. back um, was boxing in the ABA's. Got can't remember where I got to in a certain level. And um, my trainer said, Chas, you've got Cadman. Pull out. I said, I ain't pulling out. I said, I'm here. I said, let's go again. They said, you can't beat this kid. He's too good. I said, well, let me find out. Gone out there. He yeah, absolutely split the top of my nose, I, I'm sure he yeah, he did. He split the top of my nose. He was a great boxer. And I i was in close in the huddle and the referee said break. I'll never forget it. and as we stepped back, I was getting beat, I just thought poof i've rolled i I front a big left of hey, aymaker and I bit him right on the button. Or at the St. John's ambulance sat again, getting he was gone and I was obviously dancing about. Um yeah, and I still couldn't get in the England squad. I said, I've just beat England number one, the captain. Put me in the England squad, but they wouldn't have me. Um, I'm going to go jump on this one while I'm on the subject. Do it. Years later on, carried on boxing. I got to the semi-finals of the ABAs that year. Tony Doherty, Pat, Pat Doherty's brother. Right. Um, what a great fight. God rest that dad. Um he passed, but his dad was said to me he was the only person ever beating my son. And he stopped me in the third round of the ABAs. It was the finals of the ABAs. But Tony Dockett, he was a great fighter. Great fighter. You Google him after this, I'm telling you. In um, his
0: in his DNA, in it?
1: Oh, he was a great boxer. And um, yeah, I had travellers from down south come up to watch it was in Wales. Great fighter. But yeah, he stopped me. And this the first time I've ever been stopped as an amateur. Anyway, later on, let me get onto to this one. I think I was, what was I, 17? Yeah, I was 17. And they got a phone call. Chas, do you want to fight for England? As an amateur? As an amateur. Me, I, I got the most arsehole going. I said, yeah, of course I will. They said, we're flying out to Italy. Um, you're going to represent us. So I said, alright, no problem. It was like two days later on flight I was over the moon. Yes, I'm fighting for England. I finally got there. I'm gonna be fighting for England. Got to the airport. I see the coach got to the desk, talking, talking, I've come back. I knew Sam was weren't right. I said, What's that about him? And one of the trainers, the coaches, pulled me aside. He said, Look, Chance, if I'm honest with you, you weren't gonna represent England. Um, so I can't think he was representing. He said, but he didn't want the fight. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, we knew you would take the fight. The fella you're going to be fighting in Italy, Italy fella, he's never, he's never been beat. He's unbeaten. He, he's mustered. I said, I don't care. I said, I'm going. Went out there, uh, give me the drive, and I ended up beating this Italian because I had so much in me. Mm. They wanted to use me as a goat. And I beat the Italian. I said, can I fight for England now? I'm on the squad. And I won on the squad. The next English show, they got the other fella that was meant to fight the Italian. They got him back. So I was fuming. And then I turned professional after that. I said, that's it. I've, I've had it. I'm out.
0: Yeah, there seems to be a lot of that. A lot of people, a lot of fighters being used as a pawn in the, in the promoter's game of chess. And you take the panel beating, they take the paycheck. Is that the nuts and bolts
1: of it? Professional boxing so cutthroat.
0: Um, and how do you go? How do how would somebody go from an amateur to a professional? Because a lot of people just won't
1: know. So now, back in the day, you used to have to win something, and you'd either get a promoter come to you to say, "Do you want to go pro?" Or you'd say, "I want to go," or you'd message him and say, "I want to go professional." This is my record, my amateur record. This is what I've won. And then you're going for a meeting, and they say, "We will give you." Before, when I signed, I had four fights at a thousand pound each, doing four rounders, and then it went up. I was getting fifteen hundred quid for a six rounder, no matter how many tickets you sold. Now it's all tickets. You could turn professional tomorrow if you could sell five hundred tickets. That'd keep you unbeaten.
0: I might do that just to tell people I'm a pro boxer, and then pull out the night before. I think, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> But, I have like it on my tombstone. Liam Tufts, boom, 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 pro boxer. <laughs> That'll do. That's madness.
1: But that's what it's like now. Yeah, it silly. It used to be like that years ago, you know. It the social
0: media contributed towards that.
1: Of course. You, years ago, Liam, you used to be able to, you used to have to do your amateur pedigree. Your pedigree. Go and win the ABAs. Go and win the schoolboys. Go and win the nationals. The only thing I never won was the ABAs. But you need, and then that's your CV. That's what I've got.
0: You got, you prove yourself and then you either apply or you get
1: scouted. Or you get scouted. Now it should be. It was great. I went, I turned pro young. I went with Eugene Maloney. Now I love this man. Who's that? Frank? Frank Maloney's brother.
0: Right.
1: He's a great man. Uh, Does he
0: cross dress? No. He left that to Frank. <laughs> Kelly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he don't, yeah, he don't talk to them.
0: Because of his decision to be, no. become a, he, a woman.
1: He robbed them all. Eugene was the biggest crook going. But what a great down of Earth, just like us sitting at the table. But God, was he shrewd around the pound, No. He sold an heavyweight to, who did he sell him to? He sold him to Frank Warren. And then he sold him to Kelly Maloney. He sold him, sold him three times, took the money, took the money, took the money. And then he, he's in another country now. He's gone.
0: Maloney is, is the one that then decided to be a woman. Yes. We, yeah. Yes. I thought I had that right. So I just want to make yes. sure I'm. And I'm his not... brother,
1: Eugene Maloney, was a great promoter. He was a. Um, I, I first signed over with him.
0: Because didn't, didn't Alan Minter's son, Ross Minter, fight for Frank Maloney? Yes. And he
1: fought under him? Yes. And I fought for his brother. Eugene Maloney. So, I so the
0: pro fight I remember because I know I know Ross Minter. Yeah, lovely guy. Alan Minter's son.
1: Yeah,
0: Alan Minter. The name speaks for itself. And I remember you and Ross having a fight. Yeah, a title fight. So, were you fighting for on behalf of the brothers at that time?
1: Probably. I wouldn't. Know, I probably didn't know them, but yeah, probably. How about but- that? At the same time, I'd offered Ross to fight, um, and I'll never forget this. I was in the toilet at an Xboxers Association, and I was having a piddle, and Alan Mittner was standing next to me, and I was 12 and oh, as a professional. And I said, Alan, you, uh, when am I going to fight your son? And they went, oh, you're a liability. And that was that. Um no, that was it. you liability, like, never know what Chaz is gonna turn up. Cause listen, if I'm fit and I'm on point, I'm unbeatable. But if I'm out and I ain't been training, then it's another story. Something around him, lines, I can't remember word to word, Alan said. God rest his soul. Great fighter. Um Nice man. Lovely man, Alan. Yeah, nice man. Um so's is Ross, isn't it? Is
0: Ross is lovely.
1: It's yeah. We had our no fight. no
0: bad blood between you after the oh, fight.
1: Ah, listen, win, lose or draw, me. Yeah, Ross but is a gentleman. Yeah, I'm not like that. Listen, I sell a fight, which I sold that fight. Um, rattled a few feathers, but again, I only had two weeks notice weeks for that fight, and then it all come true to me about. Do you remember that day in the toilet? And Alan said to me, "Never know what Chaz is going to turn up." Because you give me six week training camp and my mind's on the job. Mm. I'm hard to beat. You give me a two weeks notice, which is what happened. And I was a champion and threw a nice bit of money at me. I think I, prob- I was probably one of the only boxers to earn that money for a summoning area title, you know? Um, like I was, I got off, I got a phone call and I'd come. Just come back from Greece. I was two stone overweight. They said they couldn't get me a fight at the minute to defend me Southern Area tile. add had the phone call. You're fighting in two weeks. F- f- live on Friday fight night, 10 o'clock. I said, whoa. I said, I've got two stone to lose. Never going to make the weight. That was f- uh, Kelly Maloney, Frank Maloney. I said, he said, listen, you're going to take the fight, blah, blah, blah. Frank Warren got involved, Um, Kelly Maloney, then.
0: That's funny how you call him Kelly now.
1: I I thought we'd done it for a publicity stunt, but.
0: He was, he weren't joking.
1: He was not joking. No. He's always been 1,200 quid, wait till I see him. Yeah, you're going to. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make you? You're gonna tell him to wipe that lipstick off because oh, we've got to have a chat. But yeah. And I got a two week's notice for that fight, and I remember getting told that if I didn't take the fight, I'd have to go to Germany to get a boxing license. That ruined my career. Um, that's the God's honest truth. Um And then they offered me a lump sum, six grand. And I said, no, no, I don't want it. And they phoned me back. And that's when they said, listen, we'll give you 7,000 pounds. You're fighting in two weeks. If you don't take this fight, you'll never fight again in the UK. Um, We'll ruin your career. You'll have to go to Germany to get a license. Yeah.
0: And at the time when you fought Ross, Ross was on his way up and he was flying, ah, wasn't he? He flyer. was absolutely flying. Because he lives he lives local to me. So yeah. he had all, all the local lads behind him and he was making waves and he was element of the sun. And there seemed like there was a great chemistry between them, you know, fancy having fancy having Alan as your dad in the corner, and you're coming through the ranks in your pro career. So that's that hats would have been a tough fight for you, even at your even at your at your best.
1: Yeah, it was a tough fight. Listen, Ross was a great fight. Take nothing away from him. Went on the fight for the world. I think he won the WBU World Title. It was injuries, it. I think, that stopped yeah, him. Yeah, the injuries, but he fought Michael Jennings after me. And he got beat by Michael Jennings.
0: Because you didn't get the result with Ross, did you?
1: No, no. Because- Ross Ross knocked me out. Um not knocked me out, but he stopped me. I went down, I think, three, four times. But like, again I'll keep getting up. Um listen, just, I just went, do a bust. He He
0: then went went on to the contender, didn't he? Do you remember the contender? That would have been you would have been great on the contender. I don't know if if anybody remembers this, but it was Sylvester Stallone put this this competition together.
1: Sugar Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You would have been a great character on there. You would have been been brilliant. Was was you ever in the running
1: for that? No, no, no. I went on Prizefighter a couple of times as a reserve Eddie Earn. I get on. I I think Eddie's great. Get on with him. Um, but yeah, after that fight, Liam, that's where I took a tumble, mate, to be totally honest with you. I uh, went home, I packed my bags, and I just thought, enough's enough, I'm going. And I went to Greece, because done a season out there. Obviously, just got smashed every night, day night. And...
0: So one minute you're a pro boxer, next minute you're a holiday rep in in yeah. COS, getting getting out your canister. Yeah. And you made a decision just, just like that, like that. Off, off the back of a defeat. Yeah. Which was your first one out of how many? 12. So you didn't stop and think, okay, you can't win them all. Let's get back to the drawing board. Let's get back to the gym. I was
1: more heartbroken with not just that I lost, that I didn't get the right preparation. I didn't. I got the short straw. Why not? And then, then it's, I started thinking, it's all coming true now. I'm alive. I'm, I never know which Chaz is going to turn up when he's in the toilet.
0: So he planted a seed in your head that played with your game, played by I your thought, mind.
1: Then I, thought, then I thought, that's why, Nave?
0: The psychology behind the, in the fighting game. Two,
1: yeah, two or three weeks I had. But Ross was a great fighter. I'd take nothing away from him. Um
0: yeah. And it's good that you, you're still oh, 100%. pals out of the ring.
1: I respect everyone. I respect everyone, you know. It's...
0: And he does you, because I've seen Ross comment on your stuff, and he, and he's always been very complimentary about you. Yeah. No. Always. In fact, he has. he's complimentary about a lot of He's a very, very, very nice guy. Very nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy indeed.
1: But you know, after I, I said some comments and said some stuff, and I shook his hand after and said nothing was meant by it. It was all to sell the fight. I had to do what I had to do. I was, we- I was trying to get into him. I was trying to rattle his skin because I knew I weren't fit, and I knew what I, I knew that I was up against it. Yeah? Mm. The only way to try and push him off his wagon was try and get into his head. But he was so <laughs> still faced and straight, stoic. You could, I could, I said everything under the sun. I couldn't get, I couldn't rattle him.
0: Well, I noticed that you a couple of sort of pre pre fight weigh-ins interviews you was quite provocative there was another one I saw you I don't know who the guy's name is but you was sort of having the pictures yeah. the weigh-in you told him his breath stunk and it really rattled him does that ring a yeah, bell yeah, there was he, yeah. he was a taller guy sort of tall slender and you was in looked like a Mon- hotel Lomax,
1: room great you, fire.
0: you rattled him beyond belief yeah, and you yeah. seemed very cool and casual about it but you was blatantly provoking him getting, yeah, getting, right. a, getting a reaction and you got I'll one. never
1: forget it. He went, I'll throw you out this window within we an hotel. I looked out the window, I was on the ground floor, went, fuck me, I ain't gonna go very far, am I? am on the ground floor. <laughs> but um, I used to, yeah, that's why they wanted me on the shows. I used to be on all the shows because I would I'd get the I'd get it going. I'd get it going.
0: So 40, 40 plus amateur victories under your belt. A dozen victories over 50, over fifty, mm. over, fi- over 50 amateur. Uh, victories over a dozen or at least a dozen victories as a professional boxer
1: you know, i lost lost seven out of boxers They ain't put it all in there but um i lost seven out of i think i had 28 i lost seven 21 wins seven losses box for a world title
0: so that's a lot of that's, you've you've accomplished a hell of a lot yeah. by, by this stage in your life, and by this stage when you turned your back on the pro boxing scene to go abroad and deal with whatever you had to deal with, how old was you then?
1: Twenty
0: six. Twenty six. And then did things take? Did they spiral out of control?
1: Yeah. Once
0: you was out the gym, out your church, out yeah, well, your routine, your regime.
1: Listen, I got mixed up with the wrong people, aren't there?
0: In, in, cause, yeah.
1: um, not really the wrong people. I don't know. I I ended up going out there and I walked in a 24 hour hotel, right? It's where everyone goes after the clubs
0: to carry on drinking. Yeah,
1: couple of great geezers in here. I mean, that are gapless. Everyone's been talking, don't fuck about them. You know what I mean? You're missing. Yeah, yep. So I'm in this hotel anyway. Get, after party of the club. It's my first week out of there. has walked in there. I'll never forget it. I I yeah, I ended up becoming friends with him. his name was. So if you're watching Nighty, I'm sorry. Um, and he came in, jamming about, giving it all to everyone, dancing in everyone's faces, right off his head. He's come up to me and started trying to dig me out. I said, Leave me. I was sitting on the ice ice cream. No, the box is the ice cream box. Sitting on the ice cream box, I'm sending a drink. Just try it. It's my first week. I'm just trying to clock what's what and who's who. Sitting there on my jays, drinking, drinking. Geyser kept coming. Up, who are you? Who the fuck are you then? Kept on, kept on anyway. I put my drink down, jumped up, and I've, I've, I've just hit him, knocked his teeth out. I had to pay for his teeth and all. So you still
0: took the fighter on the plane to Cos with you?
1: Yeah. You, you didn't
0: really... leave the fighter behind. I've never. You took him with you?
1: Liam, deep down. I've never lost. I'm always fighting in my own head. You know, sometimes I still feel lost. Um, yeah.
0: You feel like you're fighting yourself sometimes.
1: Yeah. It's life. Sometimes it gets hard. Hmm. It gets hard sometimes, and people don't know what other people go through or how they feel or what's going on. you are quick to judge. What's that just triggered? The good, the, the just that, just not always got a saying. in me always. There's always saying in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> If one has got saying in the back of their head you just can't, you just can't, Makes can't sense. explain it. You just can't explain it. But every day I'm just trying to be a better person. Um, and I've gone through so much, so much stuff in life. Mm. When I sit here and I'm talking to you because I know we're going to go on the subjects, and I'm, it upsets me. And I've just got something there and I'm just...
0: You're upset about what's coming next.
1: It's everything. It's everything. I messed, messed. I messed everything up in my life. I messed my boxing career up. I didn't talk to my parents. I ended up being homeless on the streets. I ended up becoming a drug user. And I, I've, you know, I've just, I've just been through it. I've just been through it, and I'm forty years old now, and I'm trying to get my life together. I'm so happy I'm not where I used to be. I didn't want to be here. I tried to take my own life.
0: Take a breath and let me just...
1: I've just got so much going on in my head, honestly. I know, I can see that. I've been through so much. And the reason why I've come on here today is just, I just want to, it's not about, it is about that for you and for the podcast going right in on my life, but, I just want to send a message with you, to learn from a fool I'm 40 years old. I shouldn't even be here, and I'm here, and I push on every day, and I do it on social media, and I just want people just to learn from an idiot. Um, don't go down my path, because who knows if you're going to come out alive or not.
0: And you could end up with a very nice girlfriend with a baby on the way, and your own business, which I just wanna i want to project forward to this current day, because then we are gonna flick back and we are gonna go through the traumas and the things that are upsetting you and the, and, and the trigger points. But so it makes it easier for you to, to verbalize. Remember where you are today. Everything's rosy right at this precise moment in time. Things are great. So cling on to that. And then now let's go back to where it spoiled out of control that's making you sad. And before you before you lose yourself in the sadness, just remember where you are now. Don't completely immerse yourself in the past, but just touch base on it. To keep keep it together so you can verbalise it so people really understand it. Cause you deserve to be sitting here smiling, not crying. Mm. But I get it, like the next man. Things happen in life, they're tough, they hit a nerve. And I get you you can't really put your finger on stuff because emotion's emotion. It's like, well, how do I make sense of that? So let's go back now with you remembering where you are today, because this story ends well. Let's go where you spiralled out of control, the homelessness, the drug taking. In your own words, just set yourself free by letting it off your chest. Cos, where did it go from there?
1: I ended up just becoming a pissed. I come back to England.
0: How long so how long has you been called for? Six months. Drinking every day?
1: Yeah, every day. Night and day.
0: Drugs every day?
1: Not not so much drugs, no. Just a drink. Um I was scaffolding as well, and I would come back and work scaffolding. Um And then Yeah, I ended up becoming this scaffolder. Becoming this. Looking at Jimmy down the, down the road, Fran Long was about, and I thought, you know what, I wanna imi- I'm going to imitate a scaffolder. That's how that started. Started doing social media, well done, this scaffolder, tattoos, roll ups, done some great videos, and he started just blowing through the roof. But I ended up becoming, I was trying to show you, I was taking the piss out of scaffolders, but I ended up becoming that character. That ended up being me,
0: you know. Um, social media—I've seen that do that to a lot of people. They've—they've—they've they've, they've played a character, and then they've got lost in the source, and they've become the character, and they've lost and forgotten who they are. Which is so—it's essential. If you're going to go on social media and start becoming somebody that you're not, remember—you have to remember who you are and keep your feet firmly on the ground before you get lost in a character. And then that must—that's confusing for somebody. Who am I?
1: Yeah.
0: Did you, does that sort of make sense to you?
1: I didn't know who I was, Liam. I was, uh, you know, I was working for myself, starting my own business in scaffolding because I was doing all these videos. I thought I'd have a go. And I was just a record. by then. I was in too deep. I was pulling scaffolds over. I was doing video myself. The wine drink and drive when you could do pack it and fly On Snapchat video myself.
0: Okay, so you come back from Greece. You started scaffolding.
1: I was already scaffolding. So you were scaffolding throughout your boxing career. I started scaffolding.
0: Okay, okay. So you were scaffolding throughout your boxing career. You took a break. You went to cause you come back. Then you picked up the picked up the poles again. Started scaffolding. And
1: started realizing about filming.
0: Realising that you could you could harvest attention, promote your business through social media, through highlighting, course, showcasing it was, what you it was, do. It was, a, it
1: was a little bit after Greece. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you when, when you come back. When I, when I no, when I come back after that season at that age, I was working and I ended up going back boxing. Let's go. back. I ended up going back boxing. I wasn't who I used to be after that loss. You know, and I was using, I was drinking. Um. So the loss was
0: was was the catalyst to you spiraling completely and utterly yeah. out of control. How did the drugs stop? How did how did the scaffolding and the drug taking? I mean, I fully appreciate a lot of tradesmen out there. In fact, a lot of people. Period. They go to work, they finish work, they clock out a day-to-day mundane life by drinking and suppressing themselves and cool. by hitting the hitting the drink, hitting the drugs. But how did you, how did the two become one? How, how did it get to a stage where you're actually taking drugs at work and doing such a job that is dangerous?
1: It's what goes on in this everyday life now, you know? I was, I was following the crowd, following the crowd. I was still.
0: Were you taking the drugs out of work and then the habit becomes so frequent that it then crept into work? Cool. So
1: I was always. I was, Listen, it's like I say to everyone out there, you know, it's all right doing a little dabble when you've had a few beers. Get hold of yourself because it don't end well. It don't end well. Uh, so I started having a laugh, having a little dabble, working, doing videos, and a man came. Was with, you
0: introduced to drugs by someone else or was you inquisitive and did you ask someone, I want to try that? Do you remember?
1: every day. Every day people were just snipping gear. What's a bit of that?
0: So you, so you, you asked for yeah, a bit. For, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, yeah. yeah it's tr- it's, he's a scaffold, I'm looking up to him. He's got all tattoos, you know I mean? beefy, talking to the driver, whatever, shagging birds. Oh, I want to be a scatmolder, you know? At first, it was a character. Mm. Now I actually want to be that scatmolder.
0: So, so in your eyes, taking drugs was glamorous at the start?
1: Yeah, I used to have fun with it. Until it gets older, Liam, Mm. you know? And then that's when the shit is the van.
0: And how long was you using drugs before it got a hold of you? Because some people can go 10 years, every other few weeks, every other weekend, once a month. They can dip their toes in, dip out. Just doesn't affect them. And then something happens and the gap between the drug use becomes narrower and narrower and narrower before they're using every single day. And they think... I spent 10 years as a casual consumer, and then all of a sudden, I've now got a raging drug habit. How did that happen? How did that happen with you?
1: That was the same. I I, I was using at work, thinking it was a laugh, you know, lunchtime having a Stella. There'd always be a drug dealer on the phone. Um, Get a packet in the morning, take it to work. Lunchtime, Stella, boys, I've got a packet. Everyone's like, Chazza! Everyone have a bum, have a stella, have a giggle. Yeah, scaffolding was fun.
0: So if you're walking down the street, right, or you're at home and it's, the birds are tweeting, it's half seven in the morning and you run out of gear and you cannot get hold of your dealer for love nor money because he's, he's, he's taking I'm sure
1: of, you got to work.
0: Or go and walk and knock on a scaffolder's van and say, hey, mate, it's one of you got a bit of thing you're going to have.
1: <laughs> the chances are you're going to score. Is that right? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> That's what it used to be. Like, I'm not... Listen, scaffolding is good to me. Scaffolding, mate, shit, I got notice from it. Um, I'll always be a scaffolder. Um, it's in me. It's the only thing I know or knew. Um, it's changed. The year has changed now. Now, these scaffolders now.
0: Health and safety.
1: They put air spray on tight top and pair of hot pants and, you know, they do free curls with a long one before they pass it. Yeah they want to go to the gym
0: nice well that's 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 a better environment to work in a
1: hundred percent
0: back in the day it was different
1: back in the day it was i remember saying to some fella come and pulled up going in a bit of breakfast You went breakfast breakfast he pulled up here it is <laughs> he went, that's my fucking breakfast <laughs> <laughs> but you look back mm. it was crazy days
0: but like, I get this because I I've told, I was a hod carrier for four years. Oh, I worked on the Ken Dodd for four years. So I was wrapped around brick and scaffolders and trades and laborers every single day, morning, noon and night. So I I know the madness, what goes on on site. This, yeah. is, this is before you needed a CSCS card where you didn't need your PPE. I just used to wear a pair of Reebok Classics, skimpy pair of shorts, muckle down my back bricks everywhere, used to have four conkers at once. Oh, I fucking loved it. And I knew that I was one of the only people there that weren't completely and utterly off my canister, drinking cans of Easy Rider in the van at your 10 o'clock break, and then again at your one o'clock break.
1: So I was using, having a laugh, started becoming that character. Um, listen, I started videoing myself, but I was lost. I was lost. Until the stage where I was locking myself in my flat and I was using. And I would turn my phone off, you know. And then after the free day when I woke up, i will turn the phone on and i will go, Hey, what's happening, guys? Where have we been? Sorry, I've been out. What are we doing? Oh, everyone's well? I love you. I love you. I put the phone down. And I'd sit there and quiet myself. Mm-hmm. And I'd be getting my phone thinking, Is it? Should I phone him? Should i now just just woke up after a free day. How much money have I got left and I've got to go work? Let me go work for two days and i that's what I was living for. I was living for drugs. Mm. You know, I was living I was living for the sesh.
0: So when you when you said you were lost and you didn't know who you were, when you when you was a when you was a boxer, you knew you was a boxer. Of
1: course.
0: You knew who you were. You were Chaz Simmons' professional boxer. Yeah. Then you went to COS. You probably lost over there because now all of a sudden you're a holiday rep and you're a drinker, which is a far cry from being a professional fighter. In amongst all that, you're a scaffolder. You must know that because if you've got a scaffold hole in your hand, you know you're, you're at work, you know you're a scaffolder. But then it sounds like your dabbling of drugs then become your identity. You're now a drug user. That's who you are. And is yeah. that who you felt like you were?
1: I felt at the same time that I had a, is it called a persona? Yes, a persona, where I started videoing myself, having a laugh of it, um, and I was getting so much
0: feedback, attention, feedback, validation, attention
1: and I was feeling like I had to do because I liked the attention because I was lonely, and no one knew that.
0: Again, that's an addictive personality. You're feeding off, you're feeding off the comments, you're feeding off the, yeah. off the encouragement, and really. Choosing your friends wisely, also choosing your your audience wisely as well. But then again, if you're if you're you know if, if you're being the great pretender and you're pretending to be that you're happy, and they are going to encourage you. But if you was to maybe have have got on your on your social medias and said, look, which I think you did eventually, I, I am struggling. I am using cocaine every single day to get by, to numb the pain. I'm in bits. That's when you see, a, who your friends are and who really cares. Even 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 social media fans. Like if that was me and I followed somebody, well, we have had chats outside of social media and, yeah, I would be saying the things that you needed to hear rather than what you wanted to hear because sometimes the ego, forget massaging that, you need to mend someone's mind. Don't tell them they're great. Don't tell them it's funny. Tell them it's shit to be like that. You're better than that. This isn't you. Is this who you want to be? Because in five years' time, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse if you don't take action now. And I'm delighted that you you now have taken action, which is why when this gets a little bit dark, always project yourself to where we are now and, and what you're doing. So the drug use, I remember when you was taking a lot of drugs, because I could tell as well, I can see, you know, I was I was fed drugs by my, my, my own father when I was 14, 15 years of age, mind altering drugs, drugs that people haven't even heard of, DF-118s, heroin substitutes, LSD, you name it, bam, I was getting it put down my neck by my own father. So I learned from a very young age, all the telltale signs, people that are hiding it, people that are masking it, people that are blatantly on on it and they're lying that they're not. So I could see what was going on and it was around the time that you was then mixing with, celebrity maybe the wrong word, but very, very well-known, established social media figures and you were sort of doing content with each other and i just got the i got the impression that you wasn't in a particularly good place and they seemed to be in a good place and you always seemed to be the spare wheel or the brunt of the joke and i didn't like that i didn't like what i saw and it felt to me like you was completely sort of oblivious and lost within that dynamic of what was happening because you were just pleased to be with people that were going to keep you company yeah during that.
1: Yep. Yep. You're 100% right. Exactly what you just said, you know.
0: what? So what was that all about? How did you meet these people? And-
1: From being an idiot, um, yeah, it was a touchy subject, but you realise some people are out there for themselves. They don't give a shit about you. As long as they're getting sang out of you, mm. you know, I was made to believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to make you. I'm going to do... You ain't going to do nothing. Now I'm older and wiser. You ain't. All you was there was your hand out. You know what I mean? Ponson, um. They ain't doing nothing for you. They're out there to get what they can get. And listen, they they rob the next person next to them. You know? Um. So, yeah, you. in life you go across these journeys...
0: But the, these social media characters that that were in limelight at the time, they didn't they didn't seem like they needed to rob and steal off anybody because they looked like they was wearing Rolexes. It's just it, so
1: it, fake, Liam. It it's seemed all... like
0: it seemed to me like they they'd stolen your soul, but they didn't strike me as people that needed needed handouts.
1: You know, certain people out there, um, you know, groups of people saying no names would be the first ones to go out. Go on, you got any, you got any? Be on it, whatnot, um I'd go home and I'd be in my room for the next two days on my own. Depressed, crying, you know. Till next week, I'll get a phone call. Come, let's go out. It's all on me, <laughs> you know. Don't be fooled by social media all the times because mm. it's ninety percent just rubbish and fake, and people put up what they want you to see.
0: Well, this is why I'm enjoying doing these podcasts because there's there's been several several people that have come on onto the show so far that their little snippets on social media is is so different to who they actually are and who they actually are by far supersedes the character they pretend to be they're like actually you're an excellent human being with ambition and drive and determination and you've got so much more to offer than selling your soul i'm guilty of it myself i you know i've done the same thing i realized that uh, attention was a currency so the more you harvest the more you can monetize it and promote this that and the other but i suppose you get older and wiser and it's it's how you go about doing it now and i think this long format content really gives people a better idea of of who you are yeah, I can be silly. Yes, I like a laugh, but I'm not a clown. And don't ever mistake me for being a wally. And I think that's where if you don't put yourself out there correctly, people will make assumptions and then and then go in for the kill and then come into you with a, with, with an agenda. And they think they can steer you and manipulate you because you lead them to believe you're something that actually you're not. So you're far more shrewder than you let on on the internet.
1: Yeah, look. I, I I lost I, I lost. Was, I lost a lot of followers like I came out. you know, I tried to take my life, I didn't want to be here.
0: At what stage did you try and take your life?
1: After I lost after I I walked away from everyone who I was with. And I thought, you know, I, I had a problem. I had a problem. I knew I had a problem. And people were using me. Even though they knew I had a problem, they knew I had a problem. They were still using me. And were they using? Were they using I was with a, you? I was, yeah, they was using with me. I was like, life for the party, and you know, they knew it as a search. But when they went on, I'd say I was going on, but I wasn't going on.
0: Did they, they know that?
1: Yeah, they knew. They knew. They used to text me, going, "Are you still out?" They knew. The next day, like I'd been asleep, woke up and I used to what? And you realise, mate, and I just thought, you know what? Where am I going in life? I'm on a cancer estate I'm in a flat. I'm searching for my next tenant, my next fix, my next booze. What am I doing? Where am I going? I'm I'm working and I'm paying for this person, Pat. I don't want to be here, mate. I don't want to be here, and I. Been on a three day bender. And, um, yeah, I took a load of pills. I took a load of pills, and that was it. I thought, I thought that was it, mate. I just, yeah, I thought I've had enough. I've had enough. And then I realised what I'd done. And I, I, I shit myself. Find an ambulance before. I wasn't gonna wake up. I thought I'm taking, I just took loads of tablets.
0: What what, what tablets did you take?
1: I took everything in the uh, underneath the sink. I had. I can't, I can't remember them.
0: Paracetamol.
1: Loads. I had a box in there. And Pre, I just, did you
0: have any any prescription drugs? Sleepers. There was the stuff it, to bring you down off the coke.
1: No, no, no. I had nothing to bring me down. I just there was loads of tablets in there Just paracetamols. Um I was, like, there was tablets in there was for for some illness that I had. Um yeah, anyway, I took all these tablets. Definitely would have gone, mate. I definitely would have gone. I had to get pumped out.
0: Now was it I remember there was a time where you was on social media, actually in hospital.
1: That's when I'd done my video, I thought enough's enough.
0: So that was that. So you 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 attempted to take your own life, yeah. and then once you realised what you'd done, what done, the panic kicked in. You sort of regretted your decision, yeah. called an ambulance.
1: I called an ambulance. Ambulance driver, um, I remember opening the door, and he was like, you seen a ghost." He was, home. was like, "What have you took?" I was like, "Cocaine." I said, "I've just done a load of tablets. I don't, don't want to be here, but I don't know what I've done. I don't know what I'm doing. I need help." I need help. was
0: you When you took all these tablets, was I, you- should,
1: I, I should have been asking a friend that I need help. Yes. But many friends knew I needed help. They knew I needed help, but they didn't want to help. It was there for the ride. They didn't know how deep I needed help. They didn't know how far I'd gone. You know, I can open a door and I can come around your house and I'll smile, and be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sweet. I'm living the life of Riley. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'd go on, you know, like a fiend. I need a bit of gear. Yeah, and I was I was messed. I was a mess. I was a messed up bit I was a messed up boy, you know. And then,
0: well, by this stage, you was a man, weren't you?
1: A man. I was, I was I was gone. Um, I called the ambulance. And the ambulance driver took took me up. He said, "How are you still here? Three days. I've done twelve grams a year. Three days. Twelve grams on your own. On my own in a room. In a room.
0: And what would you do when you?" When you're sitting there consuming that amount, that volume of cocaine, and you're on your own in a room, which I'm sure then seems like a cell, what is it? What are you actually doing? What are you doing with yourself? I
1: don't
0: know. Staring, flies. staring at a wall,
1: wanking to porn,
0: texting people. What is it? What can you actually no, do? I wouldn't for, text
1: no one. I wouldn't text no one. I'd just be okay. pacing around? Put my phone on airplane mode and just be going through my phone. I'm trying Ace to it up and down.
0: I'm trying to depict the scenario. So looking any... out the
1: spile, looking out the window, hearing noises.
0: This is the, this is the thing. I'm I,
1: I, paranoia. And I I, I I yeah. When I called the ambulance, I took the tablets. I was, I was paranoid I could hear. I thought people was outside my house. Could didn't want to call the old bill.
0: So before we talk about the hospital, just quickly, because what I want to do is. Drugs are glamorous and they're glamorized. And I mean, I know more people that are on drugs than I do people that aren't on drugs. So for the people that start by dabbling with a little bit of cocaine or some MDMA or you're taking a couple of bumblebees of of a Friday, of a Saturday night, every other weekend, then it becomes at the weekend and you think it's great and you're having the time of your life and you're having marathon sex sessions because it can do that to you if you've got Viagra in your system and you feel like it's making you the man, I just want you to stop and think, maybe I should quit while I'm ahead. Because from that moment, from the euphoria, from the faux confidence and the actual persona, the person that you're not really that person without the substance, but you're enjoying it, from that moment there, it can very quickly take a sinister turn and it leads To sitting in a room on your own for three days, not knowing what the fuck you're doing, riddled with guilt, self-loathing, depression, anxiety, fear, paranoia, rapid eye movement, hallucinations. You feel like you're losing complete loss of your mind. Now, do you want to be in that place? If you're a weekend warrior and you're having a great time, maybe, just maybe, it's a good time to call it a day and maybe focus on something else, like your future, your career, your mental health, your physique, your relationships, your friendships. Something other than looking forward to the weekend so you can take drugs again, because it doesn't take long before you're sat in a room losing your mind. And if you slip into a state of psychosis, you may end up in a place where you never return and you change for the worse forever. And you was very nearly there.
1: 100%. Like I say, Yeah. But I tell my story because... It helps. Many people, it can help, you know. Learn from a fool. I'm 41 now. I'm 41 years old.
0: If you're going to call yourself a fool, at least call yourself an honest fool. An honest fool. Learn from honesty.
1: Learn, you know. Because
0: if you're a fool, mate, so is 99% of the population because we all make mistakes.
1: Yeah, there's people out here now that be watching this and they probably haven't told us so and they might be going through this problem again. So, you know what? That's me now. Mm. I'm like that. I go, I go out with the boys and I go home and I lock myself in my room because it happens. But don't wait till it's too late. Stop it now. Go and speak to someone. You know, I used to go to CA meetings after I come out of hospital. Because I videoed myself in hospital.
0: So did you do the 12-step program?
1: No, I didn't do no steps. Um, I used to just go twice, twice in Bromley. Um, I got the little coins. What's the coins? Not the coins. Like six months, 12 months.
0: Oh, the, like the achievement. Yeah, uh, yeah, the
1: achievements. I got all that. And then I had a... I had a... Bear with me, Liam. I'm a little bit. Sponsor. Right. You know, you get a sponsor there and then they go through... Is that and... like an
0: upline that mentors you?
1: So, yeah, they mentor me. So, they, they're they up there. They've been where I've been and they're like 10 years clean and they are a sponsor. So, if I ever felt like I want to use or I don't feel right, I can phone them up anytime. And they talk me through it and talk me down and I can go and meet him. You know? Um... But i I become so... By then, I was going. And... I was going just to make sure. But it helped me. It helped me. I recommend anybody go see a meetings. It helps you by explaining it and talking about it. You know, it done wonders for me because I stepped away. But then I started going back.
0: I st- back to...
1: Back to the, the meeting. Right. Just to show my face... And support because I'm to give back. Yes, <clears throat> and I spoke to a couple of my friends, and they was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I want to go back. I just had it in me."
0: And was you still clean? I was clean. And how long? How long did you clean for? for, for from the moment you got rushed to hospital, and did they pump your stomach? Did they flush got, it? Yeah. Flush, did you it have like, out, like a
1: pumped? Got it all pumped. <clears throat> I like remember the, the, the nurse come in saying, like, you're, so, what you, you're so lucky Like, how are you still here mm. like, what are you doing and I said I don't know I don't know two days later I come I was in for two days I come out and uh, just had a thing I don't want to do it anymore enough enough's enough I don't want to be here anymore no I don't want to be in this situation anymore I want to change my life I'm fed up I'm fed up up with getting fucking used by people. I'm fed up fed up with working to pay for a habit. Um I, I just wanted and that's why I wanted to be out. I wanted to go. I didn't want to be here because I was fed up.
0: And the thing is, when you're straight, uh, that
1: was a wake-up call for me.
0: Yeah, when you're straight, so when you're when you're when you're 24-7, tuned to the moon, and pie-eyed off your nut on substances, you can't. Even really see who's using you or exploiting you because you're completely lost in that tornado. See, now, now that you're straight as a die yeah. and you're and you're not suppressed with substances, you could spot someone who wants to take the piss a mile off, couldn't you? I
1: had a fella the other day, I am not gonna say too much, but um, he was in the shower. And his missus was downstairs, and he was like, on the f- on the record thing on Instagram, yeah. and you could hear, but he was saying, "I need help, I need help." And I was going, "Listen to me, brother. It's hard. You can't, you can't stop. Once you, sh- it's like Pringles. Once you pop, me... you can't stop." So I'm not going to say to him, "Put the drugs down, mate." I just said to him, "Listen to me." So you Baba, could hear him chopping up the gear. I gears. could hear him chopping right. And he was like, "I've had to pretend I'm going to have a shower in the bathroom. I'm struggling, Chaz. Help me, mate. My missus is downstairs." I, I I can't stop doing Coke. And I could hear him. He never said he was doing it, but I could hear him. And I said, listen, brother, after you've finished and you've woke up and you've got over this, go to a CA meeting. I can't help you. You've got to help yourself. I can't help you. I'm not your brother. I'm not your family. I'm not your friend. But I will tell you to go to a CA meeting, please, brother. Please. If you wanna stop, you've got to help yourself. You've got to make that first step. And
0: that also goes for so I wanna I wanna I wanna move on from the from the from the drug use, but I want I want to summarise. Just there's got to be an impact to this. We we can't be sit, we've got to be sat here for a reason doing this in this moment in time. So before we move on from the from the drugs, it's safe to say that you went from a professional athlete to a drug addict because of circumstances in your life, and you didn't deal with them correctly, or you didn't. Open up when you should have opened up. Man. You weren't honest when you should have been more honest. You didn't want to admit weakness or defeat because you're a warrior. And there'll be a lot of people out there that can relate to that that are suffering in silence and they don't, they haven't got the courage to take the first step. If a professional boxer can take the first step to recovery, then I believe anybody can. So people need to take strength from this chapter. If you're in a rut, If you're in deep water and you've got no armbands on and you think you're going to sink, the first thing you need to do in order to get your life jacket back on is speak up and speak out and you tell a friend or you tell a family member and you do not be ashamed because you're a victim of a substance. You didn't decide to be an addict. You didn't decide to be a bum or whatever label you want to give yourself. It started off as great fun and it spiralled out of control.
1: You haven't, a lot of people, I never told a family member or a friend. My friends knew, but I never told no one I was in, the situation I was in. I went myself, I googled CA meetings and went on my own. Everything there was confidential. No one says nothing to no one, no one needs to know. You go there, if you're worried about telling a friend or a parent, only you know that you're going there. You don't need to tell no one. And you go there and I'm you now, after two weeks of going to this CA meeting, you'll start thinking straight and you'll start becoming yourself. And the rest is history. If you want to tell a family member, you want to tell a friend what you're going through, that's down to you. Sorry for cutting you off, line. That's what I want. Because this is what, some, what,
0: this, what, from this interview, this is exactly what I want. I'm just helping you. I'm just I giving was, you a nudge.
1: I was scared to tell anyone. I'm just giving you a nudge. This is yeah. perfect. I was scared to tell anyone. And I knew I wanted to stop. And I knew I needed help. And I, I had certain friends that knew what I was doing. And they, they thought it was funny. You know, they didn't care. I didn't think that I was, I could tell anyone because certain of my friends would have thought I was a scumbag. Like, oh fuck off! Like, what? What are you going to state, you mate? Help yourself because they don't know what I'm going through. So I found the CA meeting myself on Google, and I was like, right, it needs to stop.
0: So your advice is before.
1: This you, is after the hospital when I come yeah. Out, you but know. your
0: advice when I'm watching is before you necessarily reach out to a friend or a loved one. Do it in a confidential manner, where you go straight to the professional group. Reach out oh, to sick Cocaine's anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous. Go to a group first. Yeah, because yeah. no one repeats what goes on.
1: No, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. Basically, not everyone's the same as us. You know, I videoed mine on social media because I wanted to tell the world. Which I wanted, is far out. I, it's far out. I had enough. You know, I, I nearly just died. I nearly just took my own life. Um, I'm. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to tell social media. I've had enough. I'm, I'm out. I, I ain't doing this no more. And then I come out of the hospital, went to the CA meetings. The rest is history. I'm sitting here now. Like you said, I keep looking back on that life that I've got now. And I'm smile because I made it. And if I can make it, anybody out there watching this can do it too, because I'm just a normal council working class kid that wants more in his life and don't want to go down that road and... End it before it's even started.
0: That is coming from a warrior. That is coming from a warrior that's been on his knees, taking the 10 count, and he's rose up, and he's bounced back from the ropes, and he's now back in the centre of the ring. Let's cut the drugs out of it now, because what I've seen since you've come off all the drugs, you seem to be extremely happy with your friendships, your relationships, your new business. I noticed that you're very tight with uh, Daniel O'Reilly, Dapper Laughs yeah. and there was an interesting story how you met him. Yeah, well, run me past that, that goes, one. That Everyone goes, loves Dapper. He's like the OG goes, of the internet. That goes back
1: it? to the sesh though. Last little bit talk about the sesh but that's where it goes back to, you know. <laughs> um, I remember been in a club. Daniel O'Reilly's in there. I've come outside. Daniel O'Reilly's outside having a fang. I've come out. I'm about to go on. I knew of him, you know never spoke but we knew of each other he's standing there i've got one one fella must have been about six foot odd. absolutely terrorizing him and that was against the wall like oh, all right, all right boys and can about the rape joke he lost on itv2 it's just after that i think so someone's sticking it on him
0: because he cracked Sting. an inappropriate in, in, in yeah. the joke in their opinion
1: yeah. yeah calling him a scumbag you're a scumbag you about doing the, the joke. You're a scumbag for cracking a joke. Yeah, on, what a... on ITV. And then Wanker. the other one started popping up. When I walked over. I said, boys, leave me alone, will you? Who are you bullying him for? I said, you all right, then he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, shut your fucking mouth. I was like, who me? Whack! Knocked him clean out. You had <laughs> one coming, and you him out. <laughs> um, done the pair of them. And he was... Dan was back at the wall. He was like, oh, cheers, mate. And then we become... Best mate, near like, not best mate. we become mates. Listen, we're good tight. friends. We're good friends. We're tight. We're tight. We ended up going back to an house and getting on the sesh.
0: Um, I think most people would. I mean, that's an exciting moment. Yeah. Especially if you're mid party as well.
1: And then he texted me on Twitter. And said, send me your number. I sent him his, number. And then he phoned me up and he said, I've, um, the fella that you done last night has just put on Twitter that he got jumped by dapper laughs and 10 of his mates. And they're trying to find out. Um, he's gone to the police. He said, just be careful, Chaz. That's what Dan said to me. I said, is that right? So I went straight on Twitter and I see the post. And t- on the Did he take me on the post or did he tell me the geezer's name? I think he told me the geezer's name. Because I went on it and I typed in there saying... 10 people never jumped. Here. It was me on my own because you two were bullying Dapper. Never heard nothing back from it. Never got ni- nothing. Nothing. But, um, You're think.
0: nice. Yeah. Bullies shouldn't be running to the old bill when they get bullied.
1: 100%. It's
0: like, listen, look in the mirror. How'd you like a taste of that? Take your medicine, shut your mouth, and stop bullying people. That's the
1: lesson. 100%. It was it was phenomenal. But um, less than. Dam was like, please don't write nothing. Don't do nothing, stupid chess. Like, they a saying again to the police or whatnot. And I said, just tell me the geezer's name. Tell me the geezer's name. I put him on Twitter and put in the comment there because he put a thing up. Um, and I said, no, you, mate, you've just bullied a geezer and you've just been knocked out. I was on my own and I knocked the pair of you out. Don't bully someone. Leave them alone. Mm. And everyone was obviously commenting going, yeah, that's true and well done. And nothing come of it. I mean, it just goes
0: to show. Never yeah, believe. nice. And so, so now moving forward to the to the relationship. Now that there's no drugs involved, because I, I I can see that yeah. the, the, the Dapper's now sober and he's counting down the. Well, he's counting the, He's now into months. I think he's ten co- months.
1: He's ten so months he, sober. He, he's
0: staring a year straight in the eye of sobriety, which yeah. is absolutely brilliant. Because I can imagine he's haunted with his own demons, and I like what he's doing. The whole menace to Sobriety thing. It's, yeah. a, it's a great name. He's supporting men. He's he, he's putting his message out, and he's. Put his heart on his sleeve and saying, "Listen, if it was if it was great, I'd still be doing it. It affects your relationships." He
1: went down the same road I went down with it with the gear. Is that it, do
0: you think that's do you think that's your common ground? Why you why you seem so close now? Because you're both on the same journey. We want to be bigger and better versions of ourselves, and we want to help people join us on oh, the journey. I
1: ain't, I ain't used. I ain't used probably over six years now, I can't even remember. I've not, not I'm not one of them ones that,
0: Oh, so you're uh, head of dapper.
1: Yeah. But with Dan it was the booze. And then it was the thing, you mm. know. I ain't got a problem with booze. I ain't drunk in I was saying this. I haven't had a drink in three months and two weeks. And I feel great. Uh, not that I'm not gonna drink. Mm. I can go out and have a glass of wine. I don't wanna I felt myself, I found myself. Listen, I let people inspire me. I always used to look at Dan. And he kept posting, yeah, four months, no drink, three months, whatever it is. I kept thinking, but I was always I was finding myself after work, I was going to the pub. And then I found myself lying, saying to "Misses, missus, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I'm stuck on a job, job, babe, yeah, I ain't going to be home. About eight o'clock, put the phone down, walk back in the pub, he said, Yeah. And I was going home and I was arguing and I was arguing. We was bickering and I went at me. And I had a picture of and I thought, whoa, I ain't, a, I ain't a kid no more.
0: And you know lions
1: a shit trait. You, mate. It's a shit trait. That ain't me. No. That ain't me. Listen, it's real talk That's no the talk. That's taboo's talking again. That ain't me. Mm. And I thought, oh, time in it. Am I going down that road I went down six, seven years ago? I'm going to knock it on the head. I'm just going to knock it on the head. Not saying I won't have a drink again. I just want to say, let's knock it on the head and see how that works. And now I've knocked it on the head three months, two weeks. My business is booming. My home's booming. Relationship. My relationship is booming. I've got a baby on the way. Things are great. But listen, I didn't want to go down a path. I thought I'd just knock it on the head for a while. If I want to go and have a beer tomorrow for saying, I will but I don't want to at any minute, I'm good. I
0: tell you what, it's, it's astonishingly amazing what happens in your life when you're not completely at your nut all the time, or even at all. The things that you can achieve, you're not lazy anymore. You're, you're not, because when you're at your nut or you're recovering, yeah, sure, you could be reactive. I'm going to react to that, but you ain't proactive because if you can get away of doing nothing, you will because you're on a come down or you're hung over or you're spaced out or you're just waiting for the rebound pizza. It's shit, really, isn't it?
1: Everyone wants something, though, do not they? We're the characters we are. We're... It's like me. I, I'm, a, I'm on a vape. I'm a smoking. That's your new thing. That's my new thing. But I've got to have something, because that's what I am. I've got to be doing the same. I'm, 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 I'm training now. You, let me put you. You inspire me, and I want to thank you for that. Um, we used to talk, and I remember you couldn't do the fight you you want to run I ain't a runner I ain't a runner now look at you you're killing 5k in 24 and a half minutes tell me if I'm wrong
0: I loved it as well and
1: you're flying in I loved life. it yeah and I love it people like us the reason why I'm here on this podcast in your house because I know a good, point, a good egg when I see one because I've been shit on so much in my life and I life. appreciate
0: that bruv and, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm honoured that you have come on and you trust me with your story
1: mate you know i I love to see your success and you deserve credit because what you're doing here by giving awareness to everybody out there is great. And you're getting people like myself and the shadow and Nick yes. collins and so many more you got in a cut to come for the people to see. Mate, you're ins- I want to, I want to ins- humanize people. You're inspiring me. And um, I say the same to that one. Um, he inspires me as well. And like I say to anybody out there, don't be jealous or hate on anybody out there. Nah. Let them inspire you. I've walked in here today. I'm just going to go on this, and I've seen this pad. And what did I say to you? Wow, what a pad!
0: You said you've done well here, mate. You've done well.
1: And I've done well.
0: And I said it nearly fucking killed me building this bastard. <laughs> and before I started, I had a full head of hair. <laughs> but, but thank you.
1: But, mate, you've done so well, and it makes me smile. A smile. I know we've just like we, I feel like i have known you for years, mate, but it makes me smile, and it makes me push to think. Okay, I've come from a council flat. I've come, now all my life. We both now, have. Yeah, we both have. Now I'm renting. Eventually,
0: oh, and it and it will. Oh, we warm on a gas. And it will happen because now you you see life. With 2020 vision, because you're not sedated with booze, no. drugs, you're not wrapped around fucking wankers that are trying to exploit you. You're now got, you're now building a new network of people that are going in the same direction that you want to go. Different network, different conversations, different bounce. Just look, check this vibe today. Yeah. We'll leave this. We'll, we'll be buzzing off this for the next few days, yeah. and then when there's something that you need. Or I need and we can help each other out. We have a nice, sober conversation. I'm thinking about this. Do you know anybody that can do that? Yeah, I know that person there. I'll hook you up with that. And I want nothing in return and you'll want nothing in return. And I know that the karma train will pull up, up on my station one day. And I'll be, I'll be eternally grateful for that.
1: Make sure you send that train my way after. <laughs> it'll probably, it'll, it'll
0: probably be leaving your station on, on its, on its way to mine yes. because you're now due a bit. You're, you're now due a stint of good karma. And I feel like you're getting that now in abundance with the missus, the new home you've yeah. got out the council, uh, Gaff, you've got a new kid on the way. And going back to going back to Dapper, cause I used to, I noticed you and him was doing, you were doing sketches together, clips, yeah. like, like, well, sort of acting. Yeah. So like, I'm assuming you must have a passion for acting. Cause I, yeah. I would feel very uncomfortable doing that, but you seem to take to it like a duck to water and you was like, What's what's, what's the thing with the acting? No, well, the
1: acting was another thing. It's like, listen, Liam, I've never been given nothing. I've never asked for nothing. I wouldn't ask. I'm just very, I do it myself. Um, And I I was scaffolding. I saved up my money and took myself to acting school. Got the qualifications. Basically, I was an extra, not an extra. I was Brandon Block in Rise of the Foot Soldier uh, Origins, just a little bit. So did
0: you get that before you put yourself through acting?
1: Yeah, I got that before, and I was—I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being on set, and I was like, I want more. I want to. I want to. I want to do this. I fancy some of that. And I spoke to a couple of people there, a couple of actors, and uh yeah, they said, take yourself out into screen qualifications. You can't just jump into it. Like, we we—you we can get little bits like little. Two minutes, five minutes, you're gonna get no more now. If you want to roll and be a character in a film, you need your qualifications. So I saved and saved and took myself to acting school, rolled on the floor like a baby, kicked and screen. Oh mate, it was it? What is that what they make you do? Yeah, well, I I paid I paid for it myself. No one paid for that for me. Mate, it makes you know, me mean. feel
0: uneasy just thinking like imagining me doing it so i'll tip my hat to you mate because that takes some balls as well that takes some
1: balls well when i went in there so i saved up the money and i said to my sister can you book me on an acting course i want to become an actor and she was just like you're off your head and i was like no i want to be an actor i want i've got to have qualifications so i'm going to go to school um and yeah went there and (laughs) go in a room and you go hi my name is chas and then you have to make a noise. It says, hi, my name's Chaz, oink. And then you go, hi, my name's Liam, oink, oink. Then, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. You're an oink, there an and oink, everywhere an oink, oink. The teacher of all of a sudden, you go, Chaz, you're a two-year-old baby, and you can't get your suite off the shelf. Mum won't give it to you. What are you going to do? Lay on the floor and kick and scream. And honestly, Liam, mate, I felt like an absolute prick. Lay on the floor, you go, ah! <laughs> but it's about... Letting yourself go. Don't worry about who's watching you, what you're doing.
0: I bet that's liberating. Uh, it takes, it takes kahunas to do that, that because we're all more self conscious than we pretend that we are. And that's just got to be like, I actually feel free.
1: Yeah. Like
0: inhibitions have gone. And you're losing your inhibitions without having to use drugs or drink to do yeah. so.
1: No, yeah, that's-
0: there's your buzz. The buzz was there. You There's your buzz an, that you're searching for.
1: We had an exam. Two people failed. Um, and yeah, I was waiting for being there. It was like, Chas Simon, congratulations, you pass." I was just like, everyone was looking at me. i going, fucking yes. Fucking some of that. Yes. Lovely. I was going mad. Um, been in a couple of little films at the minute. Um, one was, that was another one. Um, so, so he's including you in his projects. Yeah, he's good helping with me. Listen, he, he helps me, um, and I help him. We help each other, you know. Um, he, he's, he's good, and he he's he's doing well in his sobriety, and he's doing well in life. And I wish him all the best. Yeah, I do. I don't want to see. I wish
0: world. everybody the best. If I'm honest, 100%. if you're a good soul, I hope you win, and I hope you win big, and I hope you win bigger than me. Because I love watching people fly. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And and, and and do you know what? And if I see you down on your knees or down on your luck, if I can, if my cup's overflowing, I'm going to reach my hand out and I'm going to fucking pull you up.
1: Love that. And you that's that. how that's exactly
0: we need more men to adopt that attitude. Stop thinking you need to stitch people up and fuck people over to get ahead of the game. That's not how it is. If you do you've had a touch, you're lucky, but karma will come back and bite you on the arse. The name of the game is to support and build other people up and it just comes around and these big positive roundabouts keep coming your way and opportunities and love and stuff and you never know. Like, just, I know it's a cliche about, you know, being kind and a lot of the wankers that sit there and hashtag be kind on their social medias haven't got a kind bone (laughs) in their body, but if you can, help a brother out.
1: Yeah. Help,
0: Help a brother out. Do you know what I've just had this? Just had this vision of how far you've come. You've gone from standing up in a group saying, "Hi, I'm Chaz Simmons. I'm a cocaine addict." To, "Hi, I'm Chaz Simmons in an acting class full of people, full of confidence with no inhibitions, saying, oink.'" oink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, it makes me feel good. And so,
0: um, it, and so it should, because that's awesome, man. That's, and, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's light years away. That's light years away. That's, that is such a gulf between,
1: well, you're not that person no more. I'm not that person. You know, sometimes it's okay to look back, but just for a quick second, just to realize how far you have actually come. Mm. And, and listen, my journey ain't over. Listen, I still have bad weeks. That's just natural in life. And that's why I do my social media, so people can see the real life, it's real talk, it ain't all plain sailing. Uh, That's just the nature of life. We're going to hit rocks, we're going to hit bumps, we're going to hit bottom, but we must keep going because it ain't over.
0: And look at the buzz in your eye. Look at the twinkle you've got back in your eye now that you're not even discussing that horrible part of your life. Now that you're in the now, in the present, thinking about where you are, you're back. The Smile's back. The Glisten's back. Chaz Simmons is back. Yeah. It's almost like that person was Chazza, this person's Chaz. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, the, the, the character you were playing was a miserable character. The person that you are is an upbeat person.
1: I was lost. Yeah, mate. I was a lost soul mm. and I went down the wrong path. And like I said, now I'm on the right path. We've got some work to do because nothing's given to no one. Ah,
0: oh, and work is fun. If you yeah. ain't, if you're not lazy, because the things you've got to look forward to now, now that we've, now that we're, well, now that we're past the past, now that that's yeah. well and truly in the rear view mirror, we're talking about the things you got to look forward to. You want to be an actor, so you're going to keep chipping away at the acting. You're going to keep auditioning. You're going to keep networking. You're going to be a dad. you got to brush up on your, on your winding skills and your nappy yeah. changing skills. <laughs> yeah. You've got a, a lovely woman in your life. So you've got to be working on your relationship and it's yeah. all positive energy and you have to take positive steps and you have to be a more positive person because your your mood is now going to affect the room. And you've also got another bare knuckle boxing fight come up. We've not even touched base on your, on, on your bare knuckle boxing yeah. code. You went from all those dark ups and downs, amateur, professional boxer, then you went down the, the rabbit hole of drink and drugs and depression. And then bam, you've come back. You've risen from the ashes. And now you've taken to, to bare knuckle boxing. I mean, you really are off your head. That's, the <laughs> most, that's one of the most craziest things you've done.
1: And I thought,
0: what's, what, what's that about?
1: It's in your blood. It's in me. It's in me. You're a fighter. I'm a fighter. It's, uh, that's the only thing I've got left from what's been with me from day one, you know? It's hard to explain. A, a fighter will tell you, a boxer will tell you, it's hard to let go. Mm. And I let go of the boxing. I boxed for a world title, I must say. I got a draw. And I got robbed. So I quit. I retired. And I felt lost. I felt lost.
0: You felt lost. You felt like there was something missing because you weren't fighting anymore. Yeah. Even though you were sort of back on track, Business was going, everything was in, in its place, but you just felt there was one thing missing.
1: Five years ago, five years of being been retired, and I just. You need the combat. I was missed it.
0: You need the combat.
1: I need something to train for. I need, I need, uh, I miss it all. Yeah, I, it's hard, it's hard. But, but,
0: but you haven't chosen gymnastics or bodybuilding, you've chosen combat.
1: I thought I'd go with the hardest sport out there, and that's mm. bare knuckle boxing. I thought I'd test myself for that. Um,
0: and how are you enjoying it?
1: It fucking hurts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I bet it fucking hurts. No, I love it. I had Dominic Negus. Um, you know, Dom? Dominic Negus. No. He was on. Um, Has
0: he got tattoos on his face?
1: No. Dominic Negus was on Danny Dyer's Artist Men from Essex. No. He was a. Yeah, anyway. Right, right. Dom was training me from the first bare knuckle fight. And. I was fighting an Irish man. And he said to me, you all right? I said, yeah. I had the fur jacket on and all that and the dicky bow on. And I said, don't worry about me. I said, he, he ain't a boxer. I said, I'm going to box his head off. Well, I went out there and he broke me nose, split me eye, come back in the first round. He went, what happened? I went, I don't know, but this fucking hurts. He didn't have gloves on. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I lost that on the majority. Um, was it a shock to the system
0: to go from like traditional yeah. boxing with was it eight ounce gloves you wear?
1: Yeah, eight ounce gloves.
0: And then you go from that to no, that gloves. To no gloves, different ball game. It's a different ball game. Hand speed, more furious. Listen, it's
1: yeah, it's brutal. That's mm. all right. I'm gonna say. It's brutal when it hurts, and you hear the crunch when your nose gets broke. You oh, always my nose.
0: You don't just hear it; you can feel it and taste oh, it. Oh yeah. But, um, I mean, I've had I've had plenty of wax over the years, for, like, fighting out on the street. But it's a buzz, isn't it? It is a it is a buzz, but I don't think I'd enter into a ring out of choice. I've had, all the, the all the fights I've been is because I had to be in them, and I didn't yeah. really choose to be there. But I think actually arranging and purposefully being in a place where you're going to exchange blows, bare knuckle, that takes a different kind of breed. I mean, yeah. I fucking love it and respect anyone that does it. Me, I think, you know what? I think I'll save that for when I'm in a real tight spot rather than <laughs> choose to do it for fun. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, fight, I was fighting for an English company and everyone wants to get over a fight for BKFC American. Right. It's like the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bare knuckle, the BKFC is like the UFC, you know? And everyone wants to get out there and fight for them. And anyway, I had a... Uh, Dan fucked me up. O'Reilly. O'Reilly, that one. And he said, I just had a message. Do you want to find that BKFC? I said, no way. You're joking, aren't you? He said, no. He said, they're interested. I said, yes. Tell me. Whoa whoa, 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 Let me send you the fella. They want you to fight, mate. I said, I don't care. I don't want to know. Tell him, yes. He been wait. I'll send it to you. He sent it to me. I went like that for two seconds. Turned it off. I went, yeah, but I'll fight him, mate. Yeah. Tell me yes. Went, Are you sure? Chas? I said, Yeah, tell him I fought him. Anyway, I didn't want to know about the fella. I didn't want to know nothing. When well, I've gotten to the way in, and he started going like this, he's going to kill me. Hey, like, hey, you Spanish, Argentine, and he was. And everyone kept going to me, Chas, you're right. You, you do know about this. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. if will find out. Um Yeah, after he was king of the streets, unbeaten. That's anything Oh, that's goes. naughty. Head butt elbow. He was the yeah. one famous on Facebook for doing the headbutt in the geezer. Uh, he was unbeaten in bare knuckle. The man was an absolute animal. We can't get a fight. Because no, no one wants to fight no him. No one wants to fight him. <laughs> but everyone was trying to tell me. But I, I, knew, I knew that's what I was going to... I didn't know they was going to tell me that. I thought they was going to tell me he's a little bit naughty, Chaz. Be careful. Mm. But I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know the negativity. I'm going out there for a fight. I don't care. I'll fight on the biggest platform in the world. This is me. I'm going to shine. But I never. But God, did we have a fight. It was, listen, I'll give him as was much. Was that one as of he, your two
0: losses? Yeah.
1: I'll give yeah. him as much as he give me. And that BKFC after, they phoned me up and they said, we want you back. So there was my platform to get on the on the Americans. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Because I showed up and I stood there toe-to-toe with a geezer. Uh, he dropped me at the end of the second round. I got up. But the referee waved it off, but I was ready to go again. I had split face all open. Oh, you know, it was great. I
0: think anybody out there would admit that, although on the scorecard it said a loss, the fact that you got in there and had it with this machine—that's
1: oh, a win. Like Picasso, had drawn a draw. Yeah. That's a win.
0: That's that's a win.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and so that, so that so that was that one. Was that? I will tell you who else I like. I got Danny Christie. He's another one that he's top, I of,
1: He's top of the bill on this No, I think
0: he's brilliant. I, I like his story. I like what he stands for. I like how he articulates things. I like his moral compass. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of his. So, you have you have do you know oh, him? I know
1: Danny. Danny's a lovely geezer. He wants me to come up and see him. He said to me before, come up, stand my ass. Danny's a diamond.
0: Well, we've touched base That's- on that as well. So maybe we can incorporate the whole thing we can yeah. go for some runs together. We're all on the straight and narrow. Yeah, Danny's,
1: yeah. Danny's a great guy, a great fighter. Uh, um, he's like me. He's, he's a scaffolder. He's, a he's
0: an inspiring guy. He's come from, I won't talk too much about him yeah. because I, I want to get him here. Yeah. I'd like, he's, he's welcome on. in my house. He's welcome to stay at my house or I'll go up there to where he is. Yeah. But, uh, definitely. Yeah. It's good to know that, that, you, that you feel the same way about him. So your next fight coming up.
1: Next fight is, I don't even want to mention the geezer's name. Um,
0: don't lock what well, you... There's, there's a personal beef.
1: Ben Woods. Ben Woods? No. Ben Woods. I don't really follow oh, the scene. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. He changed his name to Ben Hatchett.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, so, so, sorry, Ben. Sorry, I didn't mean to... No. Ah. <laughs> Do
0: you know what? This is probably going to go out after... The... When's, when is the fight?
1: 30th of September.
0: This, this could come out just before or just after... But, um, It'd be interesting, yeah. I'm just yeah, thinking. Yeah,
1: well, listen, we've had beef for the last three years. Um, he got out of jail and so forth. we never never seen either why. I'm not going to go into it. Listen, I've, like I've said on social, talk's cheap. I've had enough of the slagging up and all this. We was meant to fight and I broke me. Right. I remember you broke your hand. I broke my hand. yes. I broke my hand. I went to hospital and I had to get a doctor's note and I had to show to prove that I broke my hand. He thought I pulled out of a fight. The fella is just an idiot. He thinks he's a chart. He goes on like he's Charles Bronson. He's not because he escaped out. No, he escaped out of, um, Broadmoor and went on the roof. Um,
0: so this is a, this is a grudge match. uh, And for the fans, they're the best matches, aren't
1: they? Listen, if we've already had the fight, listen, after we've had the fight, I'll put my hand out, I'll shake his hand like a man. We've set our differences. But at the minute I ain't had the fight, I think the geezer's a bully. I know for a fact. um, I can't stand him. I'm going to absolutely teach him a lesson. You know, he's saying that I'm an old man and he's going to do this and he's going to do that. So he's younger? Yeah, listen, I don't like the fella. He, he, he took a kid's life with a knife and everyone wants to give him this respect and this big, oh, he's, he's he's a reformed character. No, he's not. The geezer's a sausage. He's a bully. He goes on social media, I don't know, to try and get gifts and all this money on TikTok. and that. The, uh, He's under my skin. He's hmm. under my skin. I want to teach him a lesson. And what's his name? Ben Hatchett.
0: So five... I can follow him, and you can
1: follow him, mate. He's just an absolute. Because
0: I always reserve judgment until I've yeah n- spoke or met met the person. I wish
1: him all the best after I fight him. I wish him in recovery. I wish him on sober being sober, taking stop taking drugs. You know, don't try kiddy killer. I know, I know what channel he's on. But I'm fed up with him. Keep bringing my name. Keep slagging me. Keep telling lies and believing his own lies. The boy's deluded. We got beef. We're going to sort it out like men, shake each other's hand after, go our separate ways. And if he needs help, the sort of man I am, I'll help you, Ben. I'll help you get sober. I'll help you get away from drugs because there's more to life. And I don't want you to go down a path I went through, even though how much I don't like you. Yeah? I'll still help you.
0: That is honourable. That is honourable. Okay, so I'm going to look into him. I'm, I'm sure people that, that follow the, the bare knuckle will know who Ben actually yeah. is. And they'll probably know about the beef between the two of you and everyone's probably looking forward to this, this, this grudge fight. match.
1: It's going to be one of the biggest fights in Britain.
0: Yeah, I'll make sure, I'll make sure I'm watching that. So apart from the grudge match you've got coming yep. up, I'm assuming you're going to train like an absolute beast for that. I think we're going to do a few days ourselves.
1: Yes, Leo. Train it like, together. Like I said, again, I let people inspire me. I don't hate on anybody. Or envy anybody, and with you the way you're going at the minute, you're a lot fitter than me. And I put it to you, I said, mate, I want to go to Spain for a training camp Um, to get fit, lose some weight, and right work. And here we are after this podcast. We're on a plane, and
0: that is what you didn't see coming from this podcast. We've got. To, I'm, I'm looking at my watch. We got to catch a flight in about three hours. We got. We got to be at the airport in an hour. So I think this is a good note. What just I can't wait to come and train with you. To, to, because you got to remember, I'm now training with, with a professional athlete.
1: Whether you're... You not, know, I feel the way is we're going to push each other. I'm in the zone. Other.
0: You need to be in the I'm zone. I'm in the zone. We're going to go out there. Feed off to, each other.
1: We're going to train our bollocks off. We're going to reminisce. We're going to get some great content to push these guys out there. Inspire let, them. Inspire them to let them know we can do it. Two council kids and look at us now. Yeah, mate. Over the 40, eh? We're going out of there. We're now to, doing 5K
0: to, on the beach in Spain.
1: Ten years ago, we'd have uh, really been pissed out of that falling asleep oh, on the beach in we Spain. If we were going to
0: Spain five years ago, well, <laughs> they could imagine yeah. how, how, how it would have gone there. There'd have been no running, that's for sure.
1: But yeah, definitely. And you might out there. Stay tuned to Liam's socials, the links, hit them all. Check him out because this guy is inspiring.
0: And what's, what's next for you, Chaz? Before we wrap it up, what is next for you what do you want to do with your life
1: with with my life um i want free trucks out working i'll always work um and what's your company called real talk clearance
0: real talk clearance and you say so you go and take people's junk R- scrap rubbers, metal
1: clear houses garages building sites anything that you want removed we remove it
0: so you want to get a fleet of trucks
1: a fleet of trucks i've got 2 I want one more um uh yeah i want to carry on with my acting acting
0: expanding your business becoming a father thank you for coming on and sharing that with me me. i thoroughly enjoyed it and i will see you guys next time on the dozen podcasts